Hello, and welcome to Living Proof, the teaching ministry of Joseph Castillo. We encourage you to listen to today's message over and over again, so that the Word of God will be in your spirit. Be a blessing, share it with your friends, and we pray that you'll be transformed by the renewing of your mind. We also invite you to visit us online at www.anifbeijing.com. afraid to speak against my servant Moses and the anger of the Lord burned against them and he set out and when the cloud went away from over the tabernacle Miriam became leprous as snow and Aaron turned toward Miriam and he saw that she was leprous anyways they were judged from that moment forward very dangerous to get that kind of spirit against your leaders. Now, it doesn't mean you can't approach your leaders. You can't discuss or challenge them on something. I'm open for challenging. I'm open for discussing. And I will not be angry at you. I love you. Amen. But if you're going to challenge me, you better stay up late and you better wake up early. Because I have clocked my hours in the word of God. Amen. Hallelujah. You better come with some chapters and verses. Hallelujah. Amen. And then when you come to also uh, a question, inquire, or even a challenge, a friendly, a loving challenge, not a prideful challenge, a loving challenge. Pastor, I, you know, I love you, but I disagree with this because I always seem like this. Okay, praise God. No problem. Amen. And we discuss it, talk about it. Maybe I'll, maybe I'll change myself. Amen. I've repented of things before. Amen. Often. Hallelujah. Because I'm not perfect. Amen? Amen? But that's not the spirit they had. They had the spirit, God talks to me too. And God angered at that. And they were judged. So what keeps God's authority, what keeps Moses from being corrupted? What keeps me from being corrupted? What keeps these evil elder boar Juan and Lucy <laughs> what keeps them from being so evilly intended against you amen I hope you don't think that they are hallelujah <laughs> they have your best interest they do amen and so do I but what makes what keeps us from being corrupted Hebrews 13 back to Hebrews again let's look at verse 7 and 8 and I think I'll have to do the government side next week. I wanted to do government today, but we'll, we'll do government next week. Hebrews 13, 7 through 8. He says this. Remember those who rule over you. Last time I said, obey them. But this is a little bit different tone. This says, remember those who have rule over you who have spoken unto you the word of God, 
whose faith follow. Say faith follow. You don't have to follow everything they do. You don't have to be fat because I'm fat. Amen. You don't have to eat pork because I eat pork, right? Amen. You don't have to marry a Chinese woman because I married a Chinese woman. Amen. You don't have to wear suits and ties just because I wear suits and ties. Unfortunately, in a lot of church cultures, you notice everyone kind of smells the same. I don't know if you've ever noticed that, but some churches, they all kind of dress the same. They all kind of act the same. They all have kind of have a similar attitude. Why is that? Because there's an impartation of a controlling spirit. I celebrate your individuality. Hallelujah. I don't want you to be like me or anybody else, but who God made you to be. Amen. Amen. So I want you to follow only one thing. My faith. Not my style, not my ways, not my personality quirks, but just follow my faith in God. Hallelujah. Amen. Follow their faith, considering the results. If there's no fruits, don't follow them. Hallelujah. Amen. If they're, if, you know, if they're preaching things and there's no fruits, don't follow that. Hallelujah. This is how you, you, you make sure you don't get into corru- following a, a corrupt way is you don't follow the goofiness. Amen. You follow their faith if there's results. So if they're always preaching something and there's no results, if there's no fruits, if there's no anointing, I had people that came in this church and they kind of challenged me on some things years ago. You know, you know, Caleb and Cameron, them, you know. And I said, you know what? It's really funny that they challenged me. Because these guys, and there was a couple with them, they had led no souls to Jesus. None. They've never had anyone they prayed for healed of the disease. They can't even lay hands on people and they receive the Holy Ghost. They have zero touch of God, zero anointing, zero fruits, and we're going to listen to them? That's foolishness. Amen. Not when you have a ministry where people are getting saved and born again. Cancers are being dissolved. Miracles are happening. People are being filled with the Holy Ghost. There's a touch of God. There's an anointing of God in that ministry. And then we're going to listen to somebody who criticizes them with no fruits. You know, and, and that, you know, that's ridiculous. Amen. So we don't just follow their faith, but we also follow results. If leaderships don't have fruits, if they don't have results, then we don't follow that. Amen. Amen. So we remember them who teach the word of God and we follow not them. Don't follow me, but follow my faith. And don't just follow my faith, but follow the fruits of my faith. That's produced. Look at it. Considering the results. In other words, let's say fruits. Okay. Let's look at it. Say fruits. Considering the fruits. That's produced in their lives. Jesus said, you know a a tree by the fruits. So we have to see the fruits. We chose Daniel to be a deacon. Why? Because after three, four years, we see some fruits. We see he's committed. He's faithful. We see he's discipling people. He's evangelizing. And we've never told him to evangelize. He's just doing it. We saw faith. We saw fruits. And we asked him to be a deacon and be an elder. Amen.
So we follow and we look after faith and fruits. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We use that verse oftentimes to preach about he still heals the sick today. And we could apply it that way, but that's not how Hebrews was applying it. He was applying it into the context of the character of leaders and the fruits that they produce. Amen. Amen. Secondly, how do we know, how do we keep this authority from being corrupted? 2 Corinthians 13.1, and we'll end here for the sake of time. 2 Corinthians 13.1. When you get there, say amen. I hope I am helping somebody. Hallelujah. And I hope if you're watching here on television, this message can save your life from being sucked into some cult, being seduced and abused, cheated out of all your money, and you think you're doing it for Jesus. You're not doing it for Jesus. You're doing it because you're manipulated by demonic authorities. Amen. And there's other people that you're listening to every single demon and voice. We have one lady in our church, you know, and I, I say it with sadness. She was always hearing from God. Holy Spirit told me blow the trumpet. Holy Spirit told me to go here. Holy Spirit told me to go to this church. Oh, Holy Spirit now told me to go to another church. Holy Spirit told me to quit my job. Oh, Holy Spirit told me to go to Hong Kong. And, and, and finally, I told her after about a year, I said, this is not the Holy Spirit talking to you. And she got angry and left. Then you know what the next thing the Holy Spirit told her? Jump out the window, kill yourself. And she jumped out the window right across the street from the Wangjing Soho and she killed herself. Listening to this voice everywhere she went. There's a man, I think his name was Norval Hayes. He was sick and he was dying. And the Holy Spirit said, Son, you lived a good life. You served God for many years. You've been faithful. It's time to just give up this cancer fight and come home with me. And as soon as he heard the Holy Spirit say that, the real Holy Spirit spoke to him and said, that's a demon, rebuke it. You see, the demon came to him with a comforting, soft voice that sounded like God calling him my son. You've been such a good Christian. Just give up and come home. And he thought that was the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit, that's why we call it familiar spirit. Because it takes on the form of another. It takes it on the form of God's voice. And he thought it was God. The devil wanted him to stop fighting the cancer so he could kill him. But the Holy Spirit said, no, that's not me. That's a demon. And he rebuked that voice. And he, he said, no, I declare I'm healed. The, I don't care what that voice says. The Bible says, let the weak say I'm strong. Let the sick say I'm healed. He said, I declare I'm healed. And he fought that cancer out and was healed and raised out of that sickness. How do you discern God's voice? You don't just discern God's voice because you've been saved two, three years. You've been saved five years. You don't know God's voice. Because God's voice sounds like your voice, sounds like the devil's voice. You got three voices, demonic voices, God's voice, and your voice. And you can't discern the difference unless you have time. 
training your senses to discern. So how do you train your senses to discern? How do leaders do that? First, 2 Corinthians 13, 1. This is the third time I'm coming to you. And in the mouth of two or three witnesses shall every word be established. Number one, you need to judge the voice by the word of God. We talked to a Chinese Christian two days ago, uh, 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 some charismatic Christians in her circle. the, The Holy Spirit told the husband, I want you to divorce your wife and marry this other woman. So he did. He divorced his wife by the Holy Spirit's leading, Holy Spirit, to marry another woman. Well, that's not the Holy Spirit. But see, because this Chinese Christian has no authority over him, he just does what the Holy Spirit tells him to do. Holy Spirit told me to do this. Because there's no authority to, to, to say, no, that's not the Holy Spirit. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses. This is apostolic teaching. Out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let everything be established. Number two, one of those two or three witnesses really ought, needs to be, must be, the scriptures. The Bible says what God put together Let no man, no man, no man put asunder. So if a spirit is telling you, my son, you've tried for 10 years. It's just not working out. Go and be free and marry that stripper. That's not what the Bible says. You're laughing, but you don't know Randy White married his stripper girlfriend, left Paula White for his stripper girlfriend. You think it don't happen? Pastor Randy White did. Amen. We cannot obey the voices we hear if they do not line up with the word of God. Number one. And the word of God says, obey them that have rule over you. So if something's telling you to do something that your pastors and leaders say no then you know that voice is not from God. Amen. But you hear a voice. Number one, you see is it scriptural. Your first witness. Number two, you talk to a leader. And then the leader will say their opinion, their advice. And that one you don't have to follow. But the leader must then say, my advice is this, my thoughts are this. But the scripture says this. And then you have to stick with the word of God. Amen. You might come to me and you might say, well, I, you know, I like this guy. I believe the Holy Spirit brought this guy to me if I want to marry him. I might say, well, in my opinion, I think that this person uh, is nice, that they're easygoing, very charming. But let's see what the word says. This is my opinion. What's the word say? Be not unequally yoked with unbelievers. So this one you have to do, okay? My opinion is my opinion, but this one you have to do. Is they, are they a Christian? Are they saved? Do they go to church? Are they tithing? Are they worshipers? I'll watch them in church. Bring them to church, and I'll watch them. During praise and worship, are they on their phone? Are their hands in their pocket? Or are they, are they worshiping God? If they're worshiping God, I'll say, I think you got a winner. If they're, hand, if they're playing on their iPhone, I would say, I don't know, I'll watch that guy a little bit longer. Amen. Amen. But that's just my advice, hallelujah. But scripturally, are they saved? Do they love the Lord? Are they under authority themselves? Who's their pastor? 
Amen. And Creflo Dollar says, he said, I want to see bank statements and a credit report. Do they pay their bills? Hallelujah. Do they save money? Hallelujah. These are things you need to consider when you're going to marry somebody. Amen. Now, I can't save money, so God gave me my wife. Hallelujah. She saves it for me. Every salary month, Juan asks me, he says, Pastor, should I give you the salary or give your wife? Sometimes I say, uh, this month just give me. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. But see, these are apostolic structure rules that God gave us to keep authority from being corrupted. Having two or three witnesses. So God speaks to me. I then ask the elders and the deacons. And I get their witness. And then we look at the word. If it lines up with the word and it bears witness with the spirit amongst two or three leaders, then we confirm this is the Lord and we go that direction. This is the checks and the balances in the kingdom. Yes, it's apostolic. There's one head because anything with two heads is a monster. Amen. Amen. So there is no biblical model for two heads in the church. The, not even the wife or the husband. There's one head in the church. So women pastors, they're the head of the church, not their husband. But at home, come on now. At, at home, we stick with the biblical model. The man is the head of the household. But in the church, if the ministry calling is on the woman, then she will manage the church. Amen. Amen. You know there's woman apostles in the Bible? Junia is one of the women apostles. Amen. But just because she's a woman apostle, if she don't submit to her husband at home, she's not fit to be in the ministry. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So this is biblical divine authority. This is running the Christian race, engaging our destiny according to the structures and the laws of the race. Hallelujah. We used to have gym class when I was a kid, and we would have to run around the gym. And the gym, you say, would be a room like this. And we had to run against the wall, right? So you had to run around the gym seven times. But whenever the coach was not looking, I'd be running. Everyone's running along the wall. And when the coach would not look, I'd cut right to the middle, you know. And I'd cut right to the middle, and then I'd go around that way, and, I was, and I'd get back here, and I'd say, whoo, seven, Hallelujah. That's why they all are skinny and I'm fat. Hallelujah. Because I cut corners. God is saying, if you're going to run the race and do it in a way that's going to create longevity, that you're going to obtain the crown, you can't cut corners. You have to submit to authority. You have to submit to the word of God and you will be blessed from it. Amen. Amen. Let's stand to our feet today. Next week, we're going to talk about apostolic teaching on authority in the government. Because you'll find yourself thinking you're obeying God and end up in jail. So how do we discern? When do we obey the law? When do we obey governments? When do we not? What does God teach? You need to know this. Hallelujah. 
You might say, the Lord told me, open up a clothing store. And you don't got no license. You ain't paying tax. And now you're in jail saying, but God told me. So how do we know to do things God's way? We'll discuss that next week. But today I am giving you potentially life-saving biblical teaching. Amen. Because I want you to obtain the crown. And I want you to not only run the race, but finish the race and finish strong. Hallelujah. Father God, we ask you today for your blessing upon the word of God. Your word is always good. It's always sweet. It's always rich. It's always refreshing. It's always salvation to the soul. It's always, Father God, uh, escape from the traps of the enemy. It's always, Father God, to bless, to benefit, to strengthen. Hallelujah. Even when, when we're uncomfortable with words like obey and submit and rule over us, even when we're uncomfortable, we know that you have the, our best interest in mind. And we just thank you, God, for having us in, in a church that really loves and serves people with good conscience. But those, God, that are listening, that are in controlling churches, they're under uh, either in cults or they're under controlling leaders, cult-like leaders, Father God. I pray for their leaders. You said, pray for us. Pray for us. I implore you, pray for us. We pray for their leaders. That they, Father God, would be be humbled in their heart to do right by the sheep. Not to manage and control, but for to lead people to follow, not themselves. Not make disciples of themselves, but make disciples of Jesus. Not gather people to themselves, but gather people to Jesus. And I pray, God, that controlling leaders would even begin to release their people to move into their ministries, move into their giftings, move into their callings, Father God. And those who've been oppressed for year after year, their callings, their purposes, their lives oppressed by controlling religious leaders, I pray that you would bring a deliverance, Father God. If not from the top, at least deliver those people, Father God, out of that place unwounded God because a wounded spirit a wounded spirit can abort their personal calling and potential in Christ but I pray that you would help Father God to deliver them out of those situations with a grateful heart remembering their leaders remembering their leaders honoring those who gave them the word but moving on out of that church to follow those that have faith with fruits. It's okay to move on to follow those that have faith with fruits and leave the old wineskin. But let them, Father, also remember and honor what they did get good from their past church experience. Father God, let people be delivered all over watching us in Asia, all over from controlling religious churches. We pray, God, anyone in this church and ministry too that has been hurt or harmed by previous church experiences that they will learn to find the love of the Father here in this church. And they will learn, Father God, to have a a healthy trust and relationship with their leaders who love them in Jesus' name. And Father, we thank you for these things. 
We pray that only your kingdom, Father God, would advance, that only Jesus would be lifted high, that no names, personalities, or denominations would be lifted high, but that Jesus would truly be lifted high, and the egos and intentions and ambitions of men, Father God, would fall behind the exaltation of the true King, the Lord of Lords, Jesus Christ. And we ask you for this today, and we ask you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We like to bring the communion table to the front here. And we ask everyone. We had to stop the recording at that point, but you might be listening right now and you say, Pastor Joey, I wanted to pray that prayer. If I was there, I would have prayed with you. I'd like to pray right now, as a matter of fact. I'd like to give my life to Jesus Christ. I would like to have God in my life, and I'd like to know Jesus as my Savior and my Lord and surrender my life to Him. You know, repentance means to turn away from your way of doing things and to turn to God's way. We've done things our own way, like they used to say in Alcoholics Anonymous and Narcotics Anonymous. When I did the 12 steps, they said, your best decisions and your best ways of thinking and your best ways to handle life have gotten you to this situation. And now it's time to trust a higher power. Well, there is no higher power than the God of all the earth. His name is Jehovah. And he sent his son Jesus to die for you. And through him, you can turn from your way of doing things to his way. And his way is the right way because he made you. And he made you for a purpose. And he knows exactly what you need to pull out your potential to forgive you of your sins, deliver you from the things that keep you away from God in a sin and death cycle. And if you'd open up your heart to him right now, together with me, God can begin a new work in your life. So just pray with me wherever you're at, whether you're driving your car, whether you're at home, or wherever you are, just, just pray with me and repeat after me. Say, Father, I come to you now in the name of Jesus. I ask you to forgive me. Forgive me of my sins. Wash me in the blood of Jesus. I believe that your son died for my sins. And on the third day, he was raised from the dead. From this day forward, I belong to you. In Jesus' name, amen. You prayed that prayer. I'd like you to contact me. And we can send you some more resources and materials that can help you start this new life. Because this is the first day of the rest of your life. Email me at joe at nationsabroad.com or email the church at nfcontact at gmail.com. And we'd love to speak with you and just correspond with you and put you on the right path. Maybe help you find some local churches there online or something. Or maybe we know some pastors there that can follow up with you and help teach you the Word of God. Thank you for listening, and feel free to download the other podcasts and just feed on the Word of God.